Oftentimes, when an important figure passes away, they leave behind what's called a last will and testament. And recently, when Pope, Pope Benedict passed away, uh, he left behind such a document. And in this last will and testament, Pope Benedict kind of summed up his life, what he thought was important, asked people to pray for him, but kind of gave some parting words and advice along the way. These last will and testaments of figures oftentimes make the news because they're kind of noteworthy, like Pope Benedict's last will and testament was quoted a bit even in the secular newspapers. These last will and testaments, whether it be maybe uh, from someone who's not so famous or someone who is famous, are important documents because they reveal really what is in the heart of these individuals. The Gospel today is one that we should pay close attention to because it comes to us from Jesus' last will and testament. The Gospel today comes from what we call in John's Gospel the farewell discourse. So in John's Gospel around the Last Supper time, after the Last Supper, Jesus enters into an extended kind of discourse or conversation with his closest followers. In this conversation, he really sums up what is most important to him and gives parting instructions to his closest friends, to his closest followers. Really, the gospel today is taken from this last will and testament of Christ. And in Jesus' farewell discourse, he tries to make three main points or he makes three main arguments for us. First, in Jesus' farewell discourse, he wants to fill his followers, us included, with hope. Jesus knows that he is going towards his death, and he knows that soon his followers will be tested. But Jesus wants to fill them with hope. He assures them that he is going to the Father, that he will prepare a place for them. Jesus ultimately wants to help them as they encounter this difficulty that will occur during his passion. So Jesus wants to fill them with hope. In addition, at his farewell discourse, Jesus really summarizes what is the most important part of his teaching, what is the core of what it means to be a follower of Christ. And we heard in the gospel today that Jesus tells his friends, as he calls them in John's gospel, he says that if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And right before this gospel and immediately following this gospel, we hear very clearly what this main commandment of Jesus is. Jesus tells his followers, Love one another as I have loved you. In this last will and testament from Christ, Jesus gets very, very clear. He kind of cuts to the heart of what it means to be his followers. We're called to love others as Christ has loved us. The final thing that Jesus does in his farewell discourse, in addition to giving us hope, in addition to summarizing his main teaching, is appoint a successor. And we heard about this in the gospel today. Jesus says he's going to his father, but he's going to send us the advocate, which is also called in John's gospel, the paraclete, the one who is called alongside us to be with us, the Holy Spirit. Ultimately, this is the great gift of Christ after his resurrection to his church, the Holy Spirit who will be with us to guide us as Jesus ascends to his father. So this gospel today is very important because it contains this last will and testament of Christ. And although ultimately the Holy Spirit is the successor of Jesus here on earth, we, the disciples of Jesus, the followers of Christ, are called in Jesus' farewell discourse to continue his mission. We are called to continue the mission that Christ started here on earth.
We are to be ultimately his successors. We find this kind of theme throughout the Bible. Whether it's in the Old Testament or the New Testament, we see that leaders oftentimes, before their death, appoint someone who will carry on their mission. So in the Torah, for example, we see that Moses ultimately will appoint Joshua to be his successor, to carry out his mission. In the New Testament, we see that Paul chooses Timothy in a special way, among others, to continue the mission that he started. And for Jesus Christ, he entrusts his mission to love, to build up the kingdom in this world to his church. As St. Paul teaches us, we are the body of Christ. We are Christ's presence here on earth. We are the ones ultimately who continue this mission that Christ called us to do. And we, the body of Christ, are animated, kept together by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is like the blood, the lifeblood that flows through us, keeping us together, keeping us on track to follow this mission of Jesus. We then, in this farewell discourse, are charged by Christ to continue his mission. And as I mentioned, Jesus, in his farewell discourse, makes it clear. Our mission, ultimately, is to love as Christ has loved us. And this kind of love, of course, requires a sacrificial love, a love that puts others in front of ourselves. And love, of course, is a word that can have many meanings. And I'd like to kind of uh, mention this experience I had once in a class. I think they were grade four students. And maybe I've mentioned it before, so my apologies if it's a repeat. But I once asked this class to kind of summarize for me what they think love is. How would you describe love to someone who's never heard it? And they took some time to write out sort of short statements of what they think that love is. And I'd like to share them with you. So some of them said, you know, love is a feeling. They said, when you're loved, you feel happy. Some kind of mentioned the fact that love, they said, is a sacrifice. Others said, love is when you enjoy being with someone. Another said, when you love, you dedicate yourself to another person. I asked then a follow-up question to the class. I said, can you mention for me or name someone for me in your life who teaches you what it means to love? And ultimately, one of the students kind of put their finger right on what a lot of the students were thinking. Uh, This student said uh, that it was his mother who loves him. And when asked why, he said, I know my mom loves me because even when I am annoying, she still gives me good food. (laughs) So ultimately, I think for these students, as for us, our mothers are oftentimes the people in our life who epitomize this sacrificial love that teach us what it means to love. And of course, this weekend, we celebrate Mother's Day. We want to pray for and honor all mothers in our community, those who are here with us, those who have passed away But I think for so many of us, it was our mothers who taught us really what it means to love, to put others in front of of ourselves, to seek the good of other people. One definition of love, ultimately, is to will the good of another. Love, of course, has some sort of emotional bond, emotional connection, but love is in our actions, to choose to do things for the good of others, even when it costs us. This ultimately is the love that mothers showed. This is the love that Jesus Christ showed for us. And I came across recently a beautiful quote uh, from Rudyard Kipling. He said, God couldn't be everywhere, so he gave us mothers. I have a beautiful sentiment, I think, to consider, especially on this Mother's Day. 
We give thanks then for this great and encouraging gospel today that Jesus Christ, before he ascends into heaven or before he is approaching his passion and death, gives great hope to his followers, us included, this hope that ultimately rests in the Holy Spirit. And we're encouraged once again in the gospel today to take up Christ's mission as the body of Christ animated by the Holy Spirit. So we give thanks to God, especially for our mothers this weekend and pray for them and pray ultimately for that grace to continue God's mission to love one another as he has loved us.